You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. We are sure glad to be with you this morning on Real Presence Live. I'm Brandon Clark, joined with Steve Splonskowski. We're your hosts this morning, coming to you from Carmel of Mary Monastery in Wapaton, North Dakota. If you missed any of this morning's show, you can find the podcast later today on our website, realpresenceradio.com. And while you're there, consider sending in a prayer intention that we can specifically pray for. Find out what's happening the rest of the week on Real Presence Live. We have five days a week of Real Presence Live, so you can find that out on our webpage or on excuse me our news page and you can also see some of the great events happening in your local area on the upcoming events section so you can find all these things and much more when you visit realpresenceradio.com that's realpresenceradio.com and we are coming to you live this morning from the Carmel of Mary here in Wapaton North Dakota we're going to visit now a little bit with sister Mary Margaret. Uh, Margaret Mary. I said that backwards. Sorry. I was written right, but I wrote it wrong. <laughs> said it wrong. So good morning again. Good morning. Thanks for being with us. Let's talk a little bit about <clears throat> yourself, um, your, uh, where you came from, your family, your upbringing, what you brought you here. <laughs> I'm from New England, North Dakota, that little town south of Dickinson. Yeah. And um, I come from a family. I'm the youngest of 11. I have five brothers and five sisters, and there's only three of us left because the rest have gone to eternity. Mm. We're kind of a long-lived family. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Back then, vocations to religious life in the priesthood were numerous, so it was just kind of a common thing to think about religious life. And as far back as I can remember, I just thought, well, I would be a sister. And then in the eighth grade, I got the special inspiration from our Lord to enter a contemplative community. The only contemplative communities I had ever heard of were the poor Clares, so I thought, well, I guess I'll be a poor Clare. I didn't know anything about them. But then um, my sister, I have an uncle who is a Benedictine in Richerton. I had three aunts who were school sisters of Notre Dame. And I have a sister who was a Marino missionary sister in China, and then she went to Taiwan. She came home for a visit, and she asked me, what am I going to do after school? I said, I'm going to be a poor Claire. Oh, she said, I think you'd like the Carmelites better. Well, I didn't know anything about the poor Clares or the Carmelites, so I said, all right, I'll be a Carmelite. (laughs) Simple. Things were very simple back then. Um, I didn't have to go through a long discernment process as is done today. I just simply knew that's what I wanted to do, that's what our Lord was calling me to do. So um, at the end of May... In my senior year, I wrote to the monastery. They had just been founded the, in the November before from Allentown, Pennsylvania. And um, I wrote to them the end of May. I visited in June, and I entered in July. Simple. <laughs> Today, it's a long, long process of discernment, and I thank God that the Lord was very clear in his direction to me. Mm-hmm. I entered, I was the first candidate and the only candidate for a whole year. Um, And then um, Sister Joseph Marie entered a year later. And the two of us have lived together. I entered in 1955. 
So I've been here almost 65 years. I celebrated my Diamond Jubilee uh, a couple years ago. And when I get to the real Diamond, 75, I wonder what we're going to do then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It'll be even bigger, I guess. (laughs) Um, So um, I just lived a a, a simple life in Carmel. And uh, Mother Madonna and the sisters spoke about our prayer life. But in addition to that, you you touched on it, but in addition to that, it's living in the presence of God, as I mentioned, that our caretaker mentioned. Um, So that when we leave the chapel after our formal prayer, that's not the end of our prayer. We take that spirit of living in God's presence with us. And in a practical way, this is how it goes for me. Say I'm typing a letter. I make so many mistakes. And I say, Jesus, see, I can't do anything without you. Please help me. (laughs) And I live that really throughout the day. Living with our Lord in a very personal, intimate way, I just simply need our Lord's help for everything I do. And he comes to my help. (laughs) I think it's a a great reminder, uh, Sister Margaret Mary, because... um, Let's look at that. Let, let's dig into that a little bit. How would that change my life? How would that change each of our lives if we entered into every conversation and every difficulty, especially with in mind that we are bringing the Lord's presence with us? I mean, so when you, when you uh, encounter a, a suffering or a struggle of the day, um, how do you deal with that? Give us, give us some insight on, on how we can better stay in that peace and, and how that the presence of the Lord with you throughout the day changes your approach. I think just by the very fact that right away our Lord comes to my help. And living in silence, as it was mentioned, it makes one attentive to his presence. And we have time for that. We have time for prayer, our formal prayer in the chapel, and also because our tasks are simple, some of them are where our minds are free to be conscious of our Lord's presence. I do a lot of typing, correspondence, secretarial work. and But even there, I need, Lord, what shall I say? How shall I write this? If I happen to answer the telephone with a real serious prayer request, Lord, what shall I say? So it's living that every moment and just walking down the corridor. Well, what am I going to do? No, walk with our Lord. The simple tasks that we do, do them with our Lord. Ask his blessing. Offer them to him. Thank him for just a, a good night's sleep. <laughs> Get up in the morning and with health. What a blessing. Um, so just from morning to night, just becoming more and more conscious of our Lord's presence. I love the simplicity of what you speak about. Uh, You know, I think we can make our lives overly complicated, right? I was at a marriage retreat in Sioux Falls a couple weeks ago, and Deacon Deacon Keating was one of the presenters, and he talked about how, you know, he, he doesn't have a lot of sympathy for us when we talk about how busy we are because we made our lives busy. It was us who made them so complex. And so I love the simplicity uh, of, you know, just this idea of 
everything you do, you do with the Lord. And even in, in the simplest of tasks of, of writing a letter or, or answering the phone. Um, and I think you, you talked about the, the silence, right? And, and, and really being attentive to the Lord in the silence. I don't know that we take enough time just to slow down and, and be in the silence, right? On, on, the, on the outside world as we go about our day-to-day. Can you just speak to how how crucial it is that we that we take even I don't know even a minute to stop what we're doing and just encounter the Lord where we're at in what we're doing in that moment? It's something that we have to cultivate consciously because you can be just concentrating on what you're going to do, what you just did, what you plan to do, how it went, or we can just stop and say take a moment and say Thank you, Lord. Thank you for helping me. I need your help. Um, when you're driving, where are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Where you're going? Where you been? What are you gonna do? Um, use the opportunity to develop that habit. And I always—that's one of my favorite topics—is how to develop that life of living in God's presence more consciously, where I'm actually thinking of His presence helping me. So in in, vis- in time with that, if somebody's coming to you, sister, and said, "Sister, I just don't have time for prayer." <laughs> make you- make time. Sometimes um, a lot of things have to be done, and well, I'm so busy. Make time if it's that important, and certainly it is. Living in God's presence, a prayer life, that's important. Make time. Make the conscious effort to develop that attitude. If you're just joining us, we're visiting with Sister Margaret Mary from the Carmel of Mary here in Wapata, North Dakota. And uh, we're talking about the vocation, her vocation. Um, and she's been a sister here for, you said, 65 years? Mm-hmm. 65 years. 65 years of joy and absolutely no struggles or sorrows. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Sorry. That's my next question. <laughs> right? There's, there's so many joys. There's also struggles that come with yes. this life. Obviously, yes. trying to follow our Lord who, okay, guess what? He died on the cross for us. You think there's going to be some struggles. Let's talk a little bit about the struggles right. and the joys. All right. Before I entered Carmel, I had a lot of independence and freedom. And I think that was a struggle when I entered. And probably that is for a lot of sisters, especially today, when they enter a little bit older. They've been on their own. Well, when I came and had to be obedient in the most ordinary little things, well, it was a struggle because I had been independent and I did what I wanted to do. <laughs> So that's one of the struggles, um, and I think not living living in community was not a struggle. Well, I was alone for a year until Sister Joseph Marie entered, joined me a, a year later. Um, and um, well, I love chanting the office. I had a musical background, and so for me, I just I love that chanting the office to me. I didn't have Mother Madonna's struggles with music. <laughs> I loved to sing because I had a background of music and singing, being in choir and glee club and all that, piano, organ. So for me, that's really a highlight in our life. And you mentioned obedience as a struggle and, and giving up some of those freedoms, but obviously anytime we in, in any of those struggles, there is a great joy. So can you talk about the value of obedience and even the joy that comes from obedience? Um, if our Lord 
would appear and say, Sister, would you please do this? Oh, Lord, I would love to do it. Well, we take that spirit of faith and apply it to the superior. She takes the place of our Lord. So when she tells me to do something, well, I might struggle a bit and say, really? (laughs) (laughs) But to have that sense of it comes from our Lord. And that's there too. That's something that we have to cultivate because it doesn't come easy with that independent attitude that we have. So that's the spirit of faith that is so important in our life. Isn't it sometimes in those bigger decisions in life um, when you don't really have a choice because of obedience, it's kind of a gift? Actually, it's a freedom. I have found that out since I haven't you know, been out of office. And others too experience that where you you struggle with a decision well taken care of in the community we're told what to do okay go do it <laughs> and so it's clear when you know, oftentimes we spend much of our lives trying to figure out the will of the lord and when sometimes our superiors make it clear to us mm-hmm. what the will of the lord is it's kind of nice <laughs> it's, it's freedom <laughs> <laughs> Sister, you mentioned that you one of one of your favorite things is is to speak on how to com- cultivate that relationship, that day to day with our Lord. Uh, for those listening right now, can you can you just give us a, a a little bit of how to do that? Maybe maybe some some steps we could take in our lives. When you're doing something that doesn't apply, that doesn't um, gather your, doesn't demand mental application. Take use of that, make use of that to say, well, I'm in our Lord's presence. And ask him for some intentions that are important, some need that I have at the moment. There are many times where, well, you're just preparing dinner. Well, you have to put your mind on that, I guess. I'm not a cook. (laughs) (laughs) But um, developing the, the attitude and the desire to do it, that's important. And then cultivating the practice. Yeah, it's not, it's not in life always about doing what we want to do, is it? Oh, no. Um, but making it that we want to do it. And, and why would we want to do it? Because our Lord is asking us to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and so and I think there's the grace immediately comes. Does a, a, it give us a, some, some stories about um, you know, an, a situation where it was clear that you were supposed to do this, but you didn't want to do something, and as soon as you entered into it, the grace was there to help you carry through that. He has some experiences in the 65 years <laughs> of, of the Lord's very clearly. Well, there's the grace of the present moment, and that's where we find our Lord's help. It's useless to worry about the past. It's useless to worry about the future. How do we know what the future is? But we can accept the present moment and that's where our Lord is. Now in the past um, Mother Augustine Marie sometimes a sister would ask her well you know what about this I'm so worried about this and Mother would say you don't have the grace for that now. When that time comes if it comes you'll have the grace then. Hmm. But just deal with the present moment and that's where our Lord is now. I think it's St. Augustine who tells us if you want to experience eternity it's in the present. Uh-huh. Because there's no past and no future, just the eternal now. Right. And I think we could, we could uh, do a little more of that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You, um, know, you asked about what what led to this vocation. At that time, our pastor was very involved in promoting vocations, and uh, vocations were abundant. Um, so, 
when he came to our parish, he was assigned to it, and he called me over to the rectory. He said, what are you going to do after school? I said, I'm going to be a Carmelite. Carmelite. Well, if you're going to be a Carmelite, you better start learning how to pray. (laughs) (laughs) So he said, start off with 15 minutes and just be silent. Go to the church if you can and just be silent for 15 minutes. And then after a month, do 20 minutes. And after another month, do 30 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And he gave me a very, very simple method of mental prayer do this and it'll help you. So that I already had that background and I had already been attending daily mass before I entered. Can you, yeah. sh- can you share with us that simple method? Because there's a lot of people out there who are, who are you know, thinking, you know, start with sh- short prayer times. Go ahead. Our Lord in your hand, our Lord before your eyes, our Lord in your heart. Hmm. Think of that. Our Lord in in your hand, whatever you're doing, he's there helping you. Before your eyes, you're trying to live in his presence, seeing him, not in a vision, but an interior awareness of he's looking at me and I'm looking at him. Mm-hmm. And then in your heart, growing in love for him. Wonderful. Sister, uh, we just have about a minute left here. You you mentioned your discernment process, and then the discernment process today t- takes a little bit longer. For those who are currently trying to discern their vocation right now, what, what advice would you have for them? Go and be before our Lord in the presence in the Blessed Sacrament. Ask His light, ask His grace, and just be silent. Even when young women come to visit here, they're, di- they're discerning a vocation. We can talk from morning to night, but we don't give them a vocation. We say, go to the chapel and be with our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, and He will tell you. Yeah, and, and Mother, we, we do have you on as well. So if, if somebody wants to come and, and visit the Carmel and find out more about the, the Carmelites, mm-hmm. how can they do that? They can first call us up at 701-642-2360 and set up an appointment with me to come here to visit or they can plan a, a weekend to stay or maybe just a night and I'm available to help them in any way that I can. Awesome. Again, Excellent. that number is 701-642-2360. Excellent. And you can also email at Mary at gmail.com. Excellent. And you also have a website as well to, to learn more about the order and everything. Yep, exactly. All right. Excellent. Okay. Well, thank you, Margaret. Sister Margaret Mary and Mother Madonna. Yes, thank you for being with welcome. us this morning. Thank you for coming. All righty. Well, up next is a special mission that is having an incredible impact on children in one Central American country. We have had a great morning on Real Presence Live, and we're not done yet, so keep it right here because we'll be right back after this short break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 